And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Damn, I don't know why they played that, but that's just horrible. But we are the weighing in podcast, and Josh Thompson is going to talk his ass off about <laughs> UFC 298. And what just went down because we have a new featherweight champion. It just always happens to the old guy in the lighter weight class. Mm. I just don't know what to say, but it happens every time, Josh. Dave sent over this uh, image, and it was like, uh, what, what was the one that you came up with? It was when Conor McGregor knocked out Jose Aldo. It was like the same time, the same amount of mm. title defenses, the same Whatever it was, they were almost ident- virtually identical as our boy. No, because see, that's bullshit blah, because blah. Conor McGregor had been beat twice. Tapuria has not lost. Okay, okay, but no, no. We're just talking about it in terms of when Jose Aldo I finally think, lost. I think, I think and, 27 to 35. Dave, what, can you pull that one up for us, buddy? You you had posted, you had put something in the news. Yeah, it was basically like it was the same, almost same the same age. amount of title defenses yeah. and Connor having, and then it was, it was something that David sent over. But anyways, look, same number of fights. Maybe this was as far as in the UFC. Yeah. Before, before we even get started under the main event though, make sure you guys go to onlyfans.com slash Wayne in onlyfans.com slash Wayne in subscribers over there. It is free. Now we're going to jump right into the main event. See how quick that was. That Very was nice. Like Very that. nicely Fast. done. Very nice. Zip. And one last thing, make sure you guys subscribe to our YouTube channel, please. Hit that little subscribe button there and the bell and the notifications. I want to thank you guys so much for continuing to support us. And we are literally, it is five minutes after the main event finished. We are here doing our show right now. So you guys get it first thing in the morning. So podcast you know why? can get this thing up. Because we love them. Do you know Because we love them. Even when they talk trash in the comment care. section, we love them. Josh, we care. I don't know if care is kind of a little bit too close to me. I will. I would rather use love because care means I actually will. You know, love is, I can throw that around in these day and age. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> love is something you know, i can you, just throw around care you about throw you. love away nah, wow okay this day and age no 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 no, tell you. no. <laughs> care is like too close to me i care about you i care anyways anyways john uh what do you think of the card? let's let's talk let's talk the overall picture first what do you think of the card you know, overall, I th- it actually was a good card. You know, you got to be honest about things. You look at it. The pl- preliminaries, there were some good fights in there. Uh, I I really enjoyed the uh, start of the fight with uh, Anthony. I mean, dude, Fluffy is mm-hmm. special. <laughs> He's just a tough son of a bitch. And that's a big win against Kopilov. And overall, I thought the, 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 the last two, and that's what you're looking at all the time, the Whitaker Costa fight. Oh. We're gonna go over it. It was fucking fireworks. Best fight of the night. It was great. Best fight of the great night. Great fight. And Tapuria against you know Volkanovski. You got a new champion. What can you say? Yeah. And it was not like it was a dull championship. Fight. No, it wasn't. No, it, wasn't. it, it was. It was they like a throwing. little bit of just uh, a chess match early, just kind of filling each other out and that type of yeah, situation. You know, but I mean, like, look, what was your overall, if you were to score it one to 10 for the card, the main card, let's just talk the main card. <sighs> main card. <sighs> I, main card, I'll, I'll give it an eight. I was, there was a couple. I was going to give it an there was eight a couple. Also. There was a couple fights in there that I was a little, I mean, I understand it, 
you've got to you have to adjust mm-hmm. and there was no adjustment in the fight yeah. that's why the fight maintained where it was at yeah i would give it an eight also like it had the name value it had it had all the the fights that we would have liked to have seen just be knocked oh, yeah. down drag out but it almost seemed like there was a little bit too much emotions involved toward the fighters they they care too much whether they won or lost. Now look, we understand that well, you always care whether you win or lose. We yeah, get it. There you go. <laughs> but then you let that get in the way of, of fighting, and yeah. uh, and we saw that a little bit tonight. And uh, but look, the 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 main event. You understand what's on the line. You understand what you're going to get from Volkanovski. You understand what you're going to get from Taporia, and uh, and then with Whitaker and Costa. I mean, I, I was a little concerned that it was going to end up being like costa kind of chasing whitaker around and the thing that made that fight was whitaker came out and took the fight to costa you know oh, yeah. and so that's what made that's what kind of made that fight for me and then as you go down to the ian gary that's kind of the fight with uh um jeff neal that fight is the one that we're like people online because i was i was like, kind of doing a little twitter thing and people online were just pulling their hair out going what is going on you know well, this so. is what happened when you allow someone you follow when you're when you're following someone that wants to move like Ian Gary's moving, and he has the length on you, and you've got to come inside, you got to make that. When when you make those approaches, you you're stepping into the danger zone, yeah. okay? And you're taking a chance. And and anytime, you know, you're in that area, you're taking a chance getting into that. But once you've reached it, that's your that's your space. You can't just give it up and and i mean give it up by closing it further and getting into a grappling situation where you're not really the guy that's going to out grapple him <laughs> it's like in tight in you know fighting in a phone book that is meant for jeff neal but he didn't do it yeah. he, he he went from that distance to clinch and it, it, he just took away his ability to win the fight yeah, but uh, we're going to go ahead and go right back to the main event, and we're going to talk about this main event. But those are the top three fights on that card there. But then, obviously, we're going to get into a little bit of the rest of the – we'll get into the rest of the card. But yeah. let's go right into the main event. Do you want me to start, or do you want to start? What What did I text you? <laughs> Was that before or after I saw start, the knockout? The, no, <laughs> no, at the start of the fight. At the start of the fight, what did I text uh, you? I don't know. What was it? We were texting back and forth. Win. What was it? I said, Tapuria's going to win this. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. so, uh, no. I, did, I didn't. No. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, I, I, look, I got to stick by what I said the other day. And, oh, no, no. Yeah. And, and for me, for me, what I said was we didn't know. We didn't know which Volkanovsky we were going to get. The one that was riding just the confidence all the way to the top when he was beating Max Holloway and just that level of you know, kind of what we saw flashes of again in the Yair fight after his loss. Yeah, Yair, yeah. Korean zombie. And so all of that it. made me go back to just him being confident enough to, look, I can bounce back after a loss to Islam. Now a head kick knockout loss is a lot different than a decision loss to someone like that. You still almost feel like you won the fight because there was sure. a lot of, con- I wouldn't say controversy, but there was a lot of, People talking that they thought he won. He looked good in the fifth round of the fight. He did. He looked fantastic. But I want to say this is I'm not there. Look, I want to start off by saying I'm going to get into Taporia after, but I want to talk about Volk first. Go. What what I'm saying is when I saw what Volkanovsky was doing coming out of the fight, coming into the first round, stick and move, kind of fill him out, 
see exactly what he had to, in power wise, kind of throwing the kicks, figuring out the range. I was like, okay, looks good. And then it's funny. You had, you were texting too, saying like he's backing up with his chin in the air. Joe had brought it up a couple times. And I was like, I don't ever really recall him doing that. You know, maybe yeah. I missed it. Maybe it wasn't, but I always felt like he was more of the hammer and less of the nail and didn't really let guys push him around like that. Now, I also looked at it too. In my mind, I never, I thought I'm like, who has he fought that is a very, very similar in size, shortened stature? And it wasn't until you and I got on here before we started filming and we were talking like, has he ever fought somebody really his height and size? And, and you were like, yeah, Chad Mendes. And I go, yeah, I go, I look at it that way. But then you look at where Chad was in his career in comparison to where Tapuri is right now in his career. Chad, you could tell, was like, look, I want to put it all out there. But if I lose this fight, I'm pretty much retiring. You know what I mean? Like there's different, different parts of your career. Your different mental in parts of your career that you're you're when you're fighting that person, and that's kind of what we saw tonight. I didn't want to root against him because I still believe that he was he was going to come out and shine, getting back to his natural weight class, getting back to where he has been the champion for so many years, well, a couple of years now. Like he's just done everything right. I thought he'd bounce back. I thought he'd be able to get in the clinch, kind of rag Dom a little bit, show how strong he is show the success that he had against someone like Islam. I'm like, look, I was looking for something like that. Yeah. And I, I, I guess what I'm trying to get at is that when you say that knockouts don't make a difference, they do. They do. They absolutely do. Because what I saw tonight was a more, and in the first round I was leaving it up to being, a, it was a fill out process, but in the second round, it was very much the same in the beginning, a little bit of that. It was like he went back to chin in the air. I don't want to say afraid of getting hit, but he wasn't the same guy who just against Islam sat down on some punches and like was kind of instigating, like, let's throw, let's, yeah, let's get after it. it. Let's wing it. Yeah. That wasn't him. You know, this one was like, he knew that the punching power was there, but he also knew that it was a little bit harder to get in to, you know, get in, get in on land offense, uh, land his, his offensive shots whether it was kicking, whether it was just striking. That's where I lie right now with Volkanovski is that he's already talking about a rematch in Spain. And I'm in my mind going, take some time off. And I know you're the guy when yeah. you sit at home, you're stir crazy and you got to take your time off. Let yourself recover. And I think that this had an effect. That head kick knockout is going to, and not to take anything away from Tapuria. I'm definitely not oh, doing yeah. that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to get into Tapuria here in a second. I'm going to just, praise him with all different types of ways okay but right now i looked at this and i said to myself the head kick knockout had an effect that's one two is it made volkanovsky fight a little bit different but then again i'll tell you why i think Tapuria made volkanovsky fight differently as well um yeah but then i think right now too is it i'm not saying he can't make another run to come back i think that he just needs to take some time off reshape reform himself and i think you're going to see him run back i don't know if he'll ever be champion again but this does open up this whole featherweight division again because now you got Max sitting there going, but now he's going to fight at 155 and the same shit could potentially happen to him. Maybe not with a kick, but the same shit could happen to him. Yeah. I, I look at it this way. You know, on the last podcast, we both just say, oh, I can't go, you know, and I had not gone against Volkanovsky for a while. It was because, look, he's, he's been that good. And then as of you know, I, I went and I started watching a couple more Tapuria fights, and I go, 
god damn he is so technically good and he's so tight and he doesn't overextend he doesn't get flustered because I had someone that said, you know, go, you know, uh, I, I said he hasn't really been put in that position where he's been the nail. Someone said, go watch the Jai Herbert fight. So I did. Right. And it's a huge knockout by Tapuria. But I understand what the person was saying is that he was getting tagged by Herbert in that. But again, he stays so composed. He sticks with what he wants to do. And that's exactly what he did in this fight tonight is. He went out there. He imposed that I'm going to make you move. I'm going to come forward. I'm not going to be the one backing up. And yeah, you, I'll take your little shots here and there, and I'll wait for my time to throw mine. And I think mine are going to have more effect than yours. And he was right. Yeah, That's what he did. Because he was, he did throw, you know, a couple kicks in there, and he always has. And, you know, so he had the kick that, like, spun Volkanovsky around and stuff. And then, you know, those are nice. But he's boxing-centric. He is about using his hands. And when he uses his hands, Josh, everything, it's, it's, it's exactly what we talk about. The punch goes out, and it's coming back on the same rail. You watch what he's doing, and it's tight. Everything is, nothing gets wide. Nothing goes out of place. You know, can he miss? Yeah, he can miss because there's movement. But take a look at his head movement during the fight. Take a look at his footwork during the fight. I was, you know, just going back before and watching him, I was like, he's going to win the fight. You know, it's just, I just look at it and I go, there's too many ways for this to go bad for Volkanovsky against a guy that does not make a lot of mistakes. And that's why he's unbeaten. He doesn't make mistakes. He sits there. He knows what he is. He knows where he's good. And he makes you fight his fight. No. That's what a good fighter does. Yeah, when you watch him, and this is this is what I was talking about when to give him all the credit he deserves, like you said, there's no wasted movement. That's no. one. Two is there's a little bit of a shoulder shrug to the right and to the left. As he mm -hmm. starts to rock. So you don't know whether the punch is coming with the jab. You don't know if he's coming with a left hook. With a hook you don't to know the body. And when he rocks back, is he coming with an overhand right? Or is he coming with a straight right? Uh, is he going to throw a kick off of that? I, I just, he, there's like, there's no wasted movement, but he also gives little tiny feints to make you think he's going to go. And they're not over-exaggerated. Sometimes what you'll see is, Fighters will over-exaggerate things to get you to react and then go. Well, he doesn't over-exaggerate. He, he does it in fluid motion. And then on top of that, what I love is that he keeps his hands so dedicated to his face. If you're the person he's fighting, you start looking for spots to get in there. And it's you realize that, look, if I focus too much on that spot, I'm going to get countered with something. Because he is so controlled. He, he stays yeah. so disciplined with his defense. Okay, drop the elbow a little bit here, but don't drop this arm. He stays very tight with everything. When I saw him for a split second, he was actually kind of tense in the first round, had his hands clenched. But then as the round started to go on, you could tell he kind of like just released his hands and he kind of opened them up a little bit. And then you saw him get into a rhythm. But he came out very tense, you know, and, and tight. The kicks and, everything, and then yeah. yeah, and then he started kind of, you know, and then, sure, he was getting hit with the jab. I mean, Volk's not slow just because he's getting a little bit no. older in age. He's not slow. Um, it just, it was, it was his night. 
He started seeing what Volk was doing. He started seeing how Volk was leaning back. And you know what it kind of reminded me of? It kind of reminded me a little bit of the Dan Henderson fight against Bisbing. Is that he just kept seeing Bisbing tee off, tee off, tee off. And then every time he went forward, he circled away with his head up. And and if you go back, I think after the first round of that fight with Dan Henderson, Dan goes, I'm going to knock him the fuck out. I'm going to knock him. He hits like a pussy. He was saying that between rounds. And then finally, you know, he's just able to catch him. It's just, it's all a matter of time. And sometimes the clock is against you because you are, it's only a three round fight or it's only, you know, whatever it is in the, in that other fight, this was five rounds. I know, yeah. but the other fight is the clock's against you in a three round fight. Cause someone can stick and move for three rounds. It's not till they start to get tired, but in this fight here with Volk, just, it wasn't his night. You know, he was dipping yeah. back with his head. He was going straight back. Had he, as soon as his foot hit the fence, he should have circled out. He didn't do that. Like that's calm. Those are, those are things that the fighters, they do. And he's been doing it forever. It was just, many, it was. How many times have we always said, look, if you take more than two steps going backwards without that, you know, movement to one side or the other, you're making a huge mistake. Yeah. And he was making that mistake. Yeah. And it just, this is what happens. And I, I agree with you. The Makachev fight. Look, the how he didn't train for it or anything like that he took it last minute but the knockout had an effect this is his and this look he got knocked out in this one he was unconscious and uh that's two in a row he needs to truly take some time off and he's already wanting to do you know a rematch and stuff and you're going brother this is not the time to rush things this is the time to take a vacation Relax, do nothing, don't think about anything, and let yourself heal. If he does, you know, you know, can he come back and, and beat Tapuria? I don't think so. But, I mean, just age and everything tells you that, you know, there's a, there's a reason for odds. And, you know, it'll show you that a, a former champion trying to come back and win against the guy that beat him that's younger happens very rarely. Yeah. And there's reasons for it. And Tapuria is that guy that, you know, he's that new breed of, of guy that like, he can go anywhere. And he, he, he goes anywhere with guys that are, you know, really good. You know, he's, he's on the ground with Ryan Hall. Doesn't matter. You know, didn't do that a lot, but knocks him out. You know, you know, he, he can put on submissions. He's, been doing jujitsu since he was four years of age he can you know wrestle he can box he's he's gonna be there it's always you know that drive to get to that title just like he had now how do you keep it how do you keep not just the title how do you keep the focus and the fire that's going to be the question uh, how does Tapuria do it, or how does Volk do it? No, how does Tapuria do oh, it? Oh, Tapuria's got, got he's got the whole slew of guys <clears throat> in front of him that'll keep him motivated. I really believe it. He's already calling out Conor McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, look, well, I, I like that he's he's trying to aim for the top, you know, and Conor, yeah. and but I mean, like, look, he, I guess the only good, I guess the only good takeaway, I guess for me, 
when I look at, when I see a champion like a Volkanovsky, who's very lovable. I mean, we talked about, you know, oh, his yeah. video that he did about the old man. Come on. That's crazy. People are in the audience yeah. with the, the same clothing. I thought it was great. great, man. Like, yeah. how do you not love the guy? He's absolutely amazing inside the cage, outside the cage. I mean, you've got you've got professional athletes to come watch, and you've got other guys that are just, they want to come see him fight because he is such a nice guy. You know what I mean? Uh, Taporia's got plenty of guys that are lined up right now that are able to, to fight him. I know Max is going to be busy with Justin Gaethje, but I would like to have seen that fight happen first thing. Yeah. I mean, if Max is to beat Justin Gaethje, and I does, I mean, you put the weight on, you took the time to get there to fifty-five. It's bad, you know. I don't know, John. You we, we sat. Then we, you deplete yourself to go back to forty-five. Yeah, that's that's very true. And did you see the two of them? Did you see the two of them face off? Yeah. Gaethje and, and Max. Max looks yeah. bigger than him. <laughs> Max yeah. looks bigger than him. Yeah, Max is big. He's a big guy. He is. Look, all I all I can remember about you know when I. Being there with Max is first off. Max is such a, a nice human being, you know. But the night that he beat Jose Aldo, you know, to win the title, he was 178 pounds yeah. that night after weighing in at 145. And I was like, "How did you put that much weight back on? And how are you going to compete putting that much weight?" You know, no problem for him. So. John, somebody asked me the other day, said, hey, you know, would you compete at 55 if you fought again? I was like, there's just no way. These guys are enormous. I'd have to compete at 45. Oh, yeah. I'd have to. Like, these guys are so big. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, like, you think, like, yeah. Volkanovsky weighed 178 when he fought Islam. Islam weighed 178 yeah. when they fought. You know? And then you, you just told me the story about Max. I mean, these guys are, they're big, man. These guys are making the yeah. weight. I get it. There's a, little, there's a lot of diet and nutrition that gets them down closer as the, the fight weeks happen. But, you know, they put it back sure. on. They're used to training at that normal weight of, say, walk around 170. Excuse me, 178. Um, Look, where does Taporia go from here? If Max loses to Justin Gaethje, I don't think that he fights Max next. You know, then who? Okay. You know, Dave, can you pull up the rankings, please, for the 145 pound? And then if I if I look at Taporia and who if I you, think. If you're, if you're Taporia, I'm going to be smart about things. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to try to pick, you know, fights that I think are, uh, people would want to see. And the first one I would say that I would, uh, I would try to pull in is I want to pull in an ex champion. Aljamain Sterling's moving up to 145. Mm. Boom. I'll take Aljamain. That's a Taylor made yeah. fight for him. Exactly. That's why. Yeah. But he's a former champion. And, uh, you look and you go, Hey, that's, you know, I want to start picking people off. Well, let, let me do it with a former champion. So then I get a win there. And then I can go and say, okay, you know, now I can start picking them off because it's really going to depend on between Yair and Brian Ortega, you know, fighting yeah. in Mexico. Who wins? You know, because that's really going to be the one that's going to probably be your, your next one. Yeah. But. You have Evloev and then you've got. Yeah. I mean, that's what you got right now. I mean, that's kind of the division right now. I mean, realistically, to be mm -hmm. honest, it was it was Max and Volk oh, you know? for a long time. And you had Brian that's kind of lingering in there as well. And then Taporia made his way up. Yair's always been lingering in there as well, but he just hasn't been a very active fighter. Um, you know, and yeah, it's it's crazy that Taporia was able to make his run up in the middle of all that. 
You know what I mean? And just, he stayed active. He stayed busy. A lot of these guys, they, they haven't been as active or as busy. I haven't yeah. seen some of these guys fight in a while, you know? <laughs> some of them haven't. Yeah, crazy. But, yeah. but I, I, look, I look at this, look, I would love to, I would have loved to have seen his first title defense be against Max Holloway. Because it just puts a whole new shakeup in the game. Or Max comes in, if Max is able to beat him, yeah. you know, then do you have the automatic rematch? Or do you have... You know, do you have the Evolev or whatever? And then it just, there's so many other different ways to work that fight in, work those fights in. You know, now that, you know, Volk has actually lost his title. Yeah. And I'm going to go back to the Usman, um, or the Kamaru Usman situation, Dave, or Dave, Dave, John. By the way, guys, it's one in the morning. Um, <laughs> Two. For yeah. Me. I, I just, <laughs> I went against, Kamaro so many times. I'm like, no, this guy, he's got the style of beating. He's got the style of beating. Yeah. You know, and then so then I finally jump on the bandwagon, right? And then it's like, then he loses like a fight or two later. And then I'm like, okay, look, I can't go against Volk. I can't go against Volk. You know, I was kind of always thinking that Max is going to get him. Max is going to get him. Then I start watching him fight against guys like, well, the Brian Ortega fight is the one that really got me going, oh, yeah. oh okay, look, I saw what you did yeah. to Max multiple times. And then I see what you're doing to, to Brian. And I'm like, man, there's no quitting you. You're going to be a hard son of a gun to beat. You know, she got nothing but respect from him. Then I saw what he did with Islam. I'm like, geez, man, this kid is good. But he's not a kid anymore. Like, he's had his run. He's had his time at the top. And where he's been, he's done it for so long. He's fought everybody. He's pretty much wiped out that division. I mean, it's it's Taporia's time, to be honest. You got you to gotta pat him on the back and go, hey, man, great job. Let's see what you can do. Let's see what you do. Let's see what you can do. You're yeah, undefeated. I'm, but I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to look at this. I mean, do, do we start judging him then based on some of the fights? If he doesn't have as great a performance against somebody like a Max Holloway, a Yair Rodriguez, who he's finished or a Brian Ortega, who he just dominated except for the third round. You know, do we, do we go through that? Like, do we, do we start judging Taporia based on the guys that he's going to have to fight that Volk's already kind of dismantled and say like, yeah, but Volk did this to them in his prime. Are you going to do it to no. you in your prime? No, it's because you know, that you're basically going through MMA math there. It doesn't matter how someone, you know, oh, he beat him better than this guy beat him. No, that who cares? It doesn't matter. It's no. Did he get the win? You know, sometimes so. It all comes down to this, and I, I try to tell people this all the time, and you understand it because you've been there. <sighs> Fighting is one of the hardest things to do in the fact that it's not like any other sport as far as, oh, you lose the football game this week, you got another one next week. You got you lose the baseball game today, it's a doubleheader. So we're going to play another one just right after. When you lose a fight, it lingers with you because you don't have another fight for a long time. And everything is about that last fight. And everything is about getting on, you know, off of the schneid and getting back on the winning streak and, you know, doing what you can. But you've got to live with that loss for a while. And it's not an easy thing to do. It's tough for a lot of people. A lot of people hold on to it's so important. Okay. It's important as far as your career and everything, but in the big picture of life, you know, like I said, 
if you have a 10-year career, you're doing good. If you have a 20-year career, like some people, it's amazing. You know, Vanderlei Silva, you know, they're putting him in the UFC Hall of Fame, you know, and you look and you go, yeah, I can remember when Vanderlei first fought in the International Valley Tudo Championships that were in Brazil. You know, Sergio, what was his name? Batarelli was the promoter of him and stuff. And, you know, I can remember Vanderlei back then. He went 20-some years fighting. Wow. You know, crazy. Crazy. You went 20 years fighting. Crazy. It's crazy. You know, but... That I can still put sentences together. <laughs> so that's good. We'll talk about that. <laughs> but, I mean, it's it, it's one of those things where you look and you go, you, you got to be able to take the good and the bad and just brush it off. And let it, you know, throw it to the side. And understand, you know, if, if you are, you know, Alexander Volkanovsky at this time, you know, you're going to do what you're going to do, but you do need to take time off and, and give yourself a chance to recover because you know, the, the worst part about the brain, it doesn't hurt. Yeah. You don't feel it. He didn't feel getting knocked out. He didn't remember it. And it's not like having, you know, you break your arm. They put a cast on your arm. So you can't use it for the next six weeks. Yeah. They can't cast your brain. Okay. But you need to treat it in the same fashion that you, you don't really use it. You don't abuse it and you give it time to heal. I hope he does that because, you know, his brain is damaged just like it's a broken arm or a broken leg. It's, it's damaged. You know, so yeah. I mean, I've, we'll I've talked about, you know, I, I've talked about my own sparring situations and how things went downhill. I sparred with yeah. uh, this kid that they called Macajon. I can't remember. It was like sp spaghetti in Brazilian or Portuguese or something. <laughs> anyway, it's like he threw a spinning wheel kick and just. You got beat by yeah, a noodle. I, I got beat by a noodle. <laughs> and, um, you know, and that sat me down on my ass, you know, sat me hard. Yeah. And then a couple and then I was like, oh, no, I'll be all right. I finished the rest of the round and then. You know, sparred again. Then I sparred again, you know, a couple weeks later with Eric Pico. He hit me with a nice shot, sat me right to my butt. And just to have that happen to me twice within like a couple weeks, two weeks of each other, I just realized that it was, it, it was it, like, you need to I give remember yourself you pulled out of time. a fight because of that, though. What's that? You pulled out of yeah, the yeah, fight. Yeah, I pulled out of the that. Michael Chandler fight because Which was of smart. That. Yep. Yep. I just knew because my whole career I'd been hit by guys like like a Josh Koscheck and a John Fitch and you know even some I even sparred with heavyweights at the time with Paul Bonatello and Mike Kyle and I just I was like oh I could take the Rockhold and I sparred quite a bit Trevor Pranglin and I Brony but these guys could crack and never had I been sat down and so just the reality was like hey you're getting older you're 37 years old you know and it's like this is 38 actually 38 37 38 at the time that's you have to put you have to wrap your head around the fact that you're not what you used to be and that was hard it's, it's hard it's a hard pill to it's, swallow it's a bitch it is and you you don't realize josh think about it let me ask you a question right now being honest how do, what age do you picture yourself at um since I quit drinking, probably like in my forties. <laughs> no, 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 um, no. In in reality, like you're reality, you feel like you you mentally you feel like you could just do whatever, like like you're thirty. Yeah, maybe even younger. Honestly, yeah. I mean, like I was. Yeah. It's funny. There was me and another dad yesterday playing with our 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 boys, 
there was a, he had his two boys. I had my son and we were playing basketball, the two of us against them and just moving around. We schooled them, but only because we're taller than them. But it was like, but the reality of it was like, if I had to do more running than I actually had to have done, it would have been a lot more hard. It would have been a lot harder. It was because I haven't really worked out in a while, but still it was, there was a couple moments I go, Huh. I'm breathing hard. Why am I breathing so hard right now? <laughs> so you think you, you know, your your mentality is you feel a lot younger. You you think you're a lot sure. younger than you than you always. Are. So yeah. um, yeah, it's funny because my grandmother always used to tell me she's like, I feel like I'm still in my 30s, and you know, she was in her 60s. Yeah. She sometimes still acted like she was in her 30s. no um but it was uh, look i i just i want i want the best for him and i think honestly the best for him would be to take a long layoff you know um let your brain heal this is that time when we talked about the bryce mitchell situation we talk about anytime someone's been knocked out viciously and he's had it twice now two times in a row you gotta let your brain recover. Get some get some avocados in you at night. Get the fats inside your body at night before you go to bed. Those are the type of Maybe things where your brain heals. Activity. There's so many other, yeah. Low frequency, yeah. no, no reading, no math problems, no words, word puzzles, none Blue of that. Glasses. Yeah. There's the so many things <laughs> that you should be doing during that time to let your brain heal. Hopefully he does it. Yeah. But man. The UFC's got a hell of a featherweight champion still. This and this kid's gonna be there for a while. John, but here's the thing though. I look at and, and I don't want to take any I keep saying this. I don't want to take anything away from Deporia, but I look at who is there right now in comparison to when he was coming up. He had <clears throat> Volcad, Aldo, Max. I mean, uh Dustin Poirier was still in, you know, in still the 45. Nah, no, Dustin hasn't it was kind of the end, right? Kind of at the end. Yeah. <clears throat> but you had guys that had been there for a long time. They're not a long time, but guys that were kind of coming up, I should say. But they had names already. He's kind of dispatched them and they're still in there. But are they still the same guys that Tapori's gonna have to fight? No, it's gonna but the, you can't but you gotta take a look and say they're still incredibly talented people and yeah. you named one in Evelov. yeah he's undefeated how how can you look at anything better than having an undefeated champion going against the undefeated challenger you don't see that a lot no. in mma no. so i mean there are the people there are people there and, and it's going to be interesting to see who they put against him who did arnold allen just lose to Evelov. yeah okay 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 <laughs> I was like, wait, who did he, didn't he just okay? But he's another guy that if yeah. he just believes in himself, and and he's a guy that I think could give Tapori some problems. The jab, the 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 striking, the movement, you know, I, I he just he can I, he's got the body size, all that stuff. He just got to believe in the in himself. You know, he was so worried about getting taken down. His takedown defense is great. He's got good striking. I mean. Him and Taporia would be a fun fight. Yeah. Fun, fun fight. And then I will I like the Brian Ortega fight for Taporia also, but the reason why I like that fight, because Brian got a chin on him. And so he's gonna take a lot of shots in that fight, but can he and he'll continue to keep That's dishing not a good out. Thing. I know it's not a good thing, John. <laughs> but man, that guy's a tough son of a gun. And I haven't seen oh, that guy dude. in a boring ass fight. He's always no, in it. That's he's true. always in it. Even when he lost to Volk. The submission attempts, you know, in the third round, like in this, the triangle from the guillotine to, 
I mean, he just looked, he looked exhausted and all of a sudden snatch, boom, got the neck. Like it just, he's always a threat at anywhere and every turn. So I don't know. There's some fights in there. The Yair fight kind of interests me too, because the kicks will play a factor in that fight. Sure will. But, but he's lost to Volk. I mean, he, he showed a little bit of quitting him. He showed a little bit of that. Like, okay, look, I got hit. I got the, like, he showed a little bit there and he got hit with a good shot. But Tapori's got that good shot too. So there's there's a lot of ways for these guys to maybe beat him, Taporia. But it's gonna be a tough task. He's not he's not 15 and 0 for nothing. Not 15 and 0 yep. for nothing. All right, guys. Hey, go to Wayne in. Uh go to onlyfans.com slash Wayne in. Onlyfans.com slash Wayne in. Subscribe to us over there. It is free. And I want to thank you guys so much for continuing to support us over there on that platform. I did a QA there last week. And uh, it was pretty lit. We had a good time. It was last Wednesday, I believe, at 2 p.m. And uh, I would like to do another one this week, but I will be gone in Riyadh. And I don't know. If they, I don't know if you have to have a VPN over there to access OnlyFans. <laughs> you probably you do. probably do. I think. <laughs> I think so because uh, I know when I was in China, you had for for Instagram, for Facebook, you had to have a VPN for everything. You know, you, they actually when I was there, they didn't have Google either. So that was in 2013, 2014, I think, is when I was there. Oh, it tells you something. Yeah. yeah, it should tell you something. But All right, hey, well, let's go ahead and go right into the co-main event, which I felt like was probably the best fight of the night. Oh, dude, these guys, like, you, when you're asking for a fight and you're, you're saying, hey, just, you know, hey, go out there and put it on the line. Both guys went out and put it on the line. Robert Whitaker looked as good as he's looked in a long time. He looked fast. He was evasive. You know, the first round, he was winning that that round. He was putting great calf kicks in on Costa. Costa, you know, the jabs, they were landing, and uh, he looked he looked good. He was just getting out-volumed by Whitaker, but the spinning wheel kick, holy shit. I can't believe that Robert Whitaker was able mm. to stay on his feet with that because it landed clean. And... uh it hurt him bad. You know, luckily there wasn't much time left in the round for him. And so he ended up making it uh, through the round, being able to go back to his corner. But that was a, the difference maker in that round. That shot came close to ending the fight, you could say. So Paulo Costa should have won that round. I know a judge had it at 30-27. I don't know how. But so be it. But then Robert Whitaker came back, and I was really impressed with the way he came back because he came out in that second round, and he came out pretty much on fire. He was he was yeah. throwing, you know? And I, I thought he took that round, and then the third round, I thought, Paulo Costa, man, he came out. He was looking good. He was winning the first half of that round, and then here comes Mr. Robert Whitaker showing just what kind of heart he has and kind of took the round over right at the end of it. And, uh just put on a very impressive performance coming off of a loss, which is not easy. He came in, he fought a tough dude in Paulo Costa. People can say what they want. Paulo Costa is fast. God damn it. Robert, Robert Whitaker is fast, and he was faster than Robert. I was like, God damn, he's when he decides to go, look out, man. He just explodes. And and the the kicks he should have kicked a lot more, because yeah. his front, dude, his front lead leg kick he has no tell on it. It's just coming up. It was beautifully done. 
he is somebody that I think we're going to look back at his career and go, man, if he would have just been more active, I think he would have found a stride. Like had he just kept it going after the Yoel and Izzy fights, instead it looked like he just took time away from all the criticism he took for the glass of wine and whatever it was. Like he just, I don't know what happened, but he's that, that amount of time away. And then he fought Luke. Wasn't a, the greatest performance, but it was a fun performance. It was a gutty performance. Gutty, definitely a gutty performance by both guys. By both. Um, yep. But then I believe he got injured, right? Hurt his arm or something real yeah. bad. And then he comes back now and he has this fight. Um, He's just so talented, man. He's got so much to offer the sport. How old? Dave, how old is Paul Acosta? 33? What is he, like 30? 32. 32. I mean, he's got he's got some time, especially in that weight yeah. class. He's in his prime, you know. Yeah, thirty two is his prime. You can get him all the way up to thirty forty four. He's got two more years. He just got to stay busy and active. And I thought also to 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 give uh, Robert Whitaker credit, he is coming off of a knockout loss to the now champ yep. DDP, and in that fight, he got hit with some big shots, and then turn around and come back and to have the mentality to go. I'm not going to go backwards. I'm going to go forward. I'm going to push you around. You're supposed to be the hard striker, the, the the power in the hands. You're you're fast. You're explosive. You live off your athleticism. You're a fucking model. I hate you for that. I'm going to get you. That's what I'm going to do to you. And so he he came out and he did exactly what he set his mind to. He came out and dictated the pace. He dictated where the fight would go. I thought he did a great job. I text you, I think, halfway through the second round. And I go, look, he's just throwing two punches, occasional three. The third and the four are always landing. He's just got to throw three and four. Not every single time, but you got to set him up in terms of every time he only threw one, two, maybe three, and the third one was always landing. Get after it. Get him going back. Paulo was making the mistake of going straight straight back. back. He was going straight back, yep. Uh, But Whitaker, I was surprised too because I'm surprised also too from Volk and with uh, Taporia as well with, with Whitaker and Costa. These guys don't knee more. As soon as as soon as you clinch, get right to the knee. I just I've seen guys that that that, that moment when they reach for your head or for like an over like an over under that side of the body is open. Whatever side that reaches up over your your shoulder to grab the over under, that's the side that's you extended. need the elbow. Okay, unless you have the underhook, then you just use your elbow a tiny bit to kind of peek their elbow up. And slide your knee right up underneath your own your own elbow, and it hits right to the liver or right to the ribs. It's slick, it's quick, not a lot of effort, and I'm so surprised that they're that a lot of these fighters are not utilizing that more. I wonder if that's going to start happening more now that if they start to work on that new rule where you can knee if the hands on the ground, that type of stuff. I wonder if they're going to start seeing more knees being utilized because we've. Got, I think fighters. I feel like fighters have gotten away from it. As I'm saying that, I'm thinking Ian Gary landed a ton of fucking knees right up the middle tonight, but his body well, his body frame allows him to do that. But you got to look. There was a moment in this fight with Costa that he landed a knee yes. to Whitaker that you could see it hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, because you always take a look at the fighter, and if they just give that little bit of a their head kind of comes down, and they now they're going backwards. Oh, you know, <laughs> it's it hurt. He's having a hard time sucking air in. He's just trying to gain some distance. There was there was a couple of good knees in that fight, but you're right. Ian Gary threw a touch. Yeah, but I'm saying though, is that it, like they just got they such an easy weapon to utilize without a lot of effort and the timing on it. It doesn't have to be hard. It's just the timing on it. 
As soon as you step in and you feel them start to reach for your head, just throw the knee. It doesn't have to be hard. Just right up into the ribs, right up into the liver, right? It just, it's gotta be right there, up into the bread basket, whatever it is. And like I said, it doesn't have to be hard. Just the timing on it's gotta be there. But Robert Whitaker had some great moments, especially in the first round. And then it was stolen by the kick. Yep. Um, to talk about the judge though, real quick, 30-27. Do we care? The right guy won. No. Do no. we care? I, I, no. I didn't think I didn't think we did either. Because as long as it wasn't as long as the right person won, yeah. I, I I really don't care. I don't want to give it too I, much attention. Just I wanted to say like I, I'll be honest, I, I do I say the same thing even if it's a split decision. Yeah. You know, and as long as the right guy wins, I don't care. Because you can't expect all the judges don't see the same fight. They're seeing it from different angles. They're seeing it with the referee in the way or the or the you know the fighter's back is to them when the when the best shot is landed and they can't see it. So no. Yeah. That's why they have the three judges and that's why they sit at you know different opposing spots. positions around the cage. So no. Right guy won. Robert Whitaker should have won the fight. I thought he won it, you know, two rounds to one. So congratulations to him. Dave, give me those rankings for me, please. Let's play matchmaker here. Ooh, with middleweight. There we go. There we go. You got so many right now. Based upon who the champ is, Mm -hmm. you have a contingent from, you know, all the way down to number 11 that you could pull in there. You know, you could put Chemayev in there. It would be interesting. Mm -hmm. You could put Emovov in there. It would be interesting. You could put Brendan Allen in there. He's on a, he's on a tear. You know, Brendan mm-hmm. Allen is looking good right now. You could put Marvin Vittori in there. It's a tough fight. You could put Jared Cannonier in there. I think they should. You know, he's the guy. If Israel wants some more time off, Sean, you know, to sit there and give him an automatic rematch, I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, but Jared Cannonier, that would be the guy. Yeah. I, I mean, I honestly, for me, I think for 300, we're going to see Izzy and DDP. That's the fight I think we're going to see. I'm going to stick with that. Weren't they supposed to announce that today? I don't know. I don't know. They said they were. Maybe we missed they it. They lied. Did we miss it, Dave? Dave didn't pay attention. He fell asleep on his couch. Um, yeah. <laughs> Dave wasn't asleep. He was just reading the inside of his eyelids. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, Dave, turn your camera on so everyone can see your, like, your little wooly no. uh, like, robe that you have on. He goes, no. No. It's a white wooly no. robe. Oh, Come on, buddy. The, Let me see. Let's oh, show yeah, everybody. Yeah, is it kind of yeah. like the Sugar yeah. Sean uh, fur, fur coat? Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> I, I don't want to make him look bad, you know, so I'm just going to leave it off. I got it. I got it. Uh, you know, I look at Paul Acosta, and I would love to see him and Chemayev fight, but I know that now that he's lost this fight, and then Chemayev's, they've got plans for him. Everyone keeps talking about it. They want to see him in DDP, or they want to see him in Strickland, and and I don't get – I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at no, it. I don't want to – I think it's – I think it's real simple. You got, you know, Costa coming off a loss. Delizze's coming off a loss. Put those two together. Great fight. Great fight. Good job, John. Golf clap. Golf clap. You said you wanted to be matchmakers. Yeah, golf clap. Golf clap. But then again, I'm going to take the upper road. I'm going to take uh, Chamaya versus Sean Strickland. They've trained together. They know each other. The feeling out process is over. Let me see that fight. And the winner fights DDP. After Izzy and DDP fight at 300. That's what I'm looking at. So I sat you sound an awful confident there. Because you know Sean's ready to fight. He's always ready to fight. So let's see if we can get I don't have any doubts about that. The thing is, Sean's like, I don't want to fight out of the country. Jamaev can't come in the country. So I don't know if we're gonna see that fight either. But that's a fight I'd like to see. 
Yeah. All right, next fight, Ian Gary versus Jeff Neal. John, this fight left left a lot out there to be desired. There was so much more we expected from this fight. Yeah, well, but you got to look and say, if you're part of the Ian Gary crew and on his side, smart fight. Wait, that's, you know, you fought a very smart fight. You didn't get into, you know, the the fighting in a phone booth, which I thought would have been a disaster for him with Jeff Neal. You know, you you held on to clinches. Even when, I thought in the first round he got hurt. He got hit with a left-right combination and went back in the cage. He was hurt. The announcer team didn't really pick up on it, but he was hurt. You know, it stunned him. And uh, But Jeff Neal went right into a clinch and let him get himself back in the fight. But I actually gave Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Neal that round based upon it. I thought Jeff Neal won the first mm. round, and then Ian Gary took the next two. Um, I agree with him winning the fight. It's not the most exciting to watch someone who's going to, you know, try to just, you know, dip and dab and pick and, you know, throw the jab and move and, you know, all those things. But all the kicks, all the knees inside at times, he did a lot of good work and he fought a smart fight against a guy like Jeff Neal. It's Jeff Neal that's going to have to go back and look and say, man, I had that. I could have had that fight. You could hear, you know, his corner yelling, you know, hey, cut that off. Don't, you know, don't follow. Don't follow. And he kept following at times. And then at times when, but his corner also wanted him to get into that clinch on the cage and to put weight on it and to make him work. And I didn't think at times it was the right thing. I thought he should have stayed out of the clinch and be in that area where you're stepping on his foot and you're bringing uppercuts inside, hooks to the body, all the things that dirty fighting, you know, we talk about dirty boxing, getting a single collar tie. Those are all the things that, you know, in my opinion, that's where Ian Gary's not strong. He's good on the outside. He's got a clean, you know, stand-up style. He's got good range. He uses his speed well. So where do you beat him? where he can't use that range and where his speed doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Where I look at Ian Gary is going to take somebody. When I think of Ian Gary and someone to beat him, I think of someone who's going to make it a dirty, grimy fight. Someone who's going to fight yeah. him in a phone booth. Someone who's going to clinch him though as well, but you just got to be more active in that position, not be so afraid of losing the position. You could tell that Jeff Neal was like, man, it took me a lot to get you here. I don't want to lose it. So then there was not a lot of activity there. So he was just trying to press him there, just trying to hang on him, just trying to like keep the body lock or just keep him pressed to the fence. You can't fight that way. And as much as I can sit on the outside, I know how difficult it is because I've fought guys like that where you're like, come here, you little shit. Like sit still for a second so I can hit you. Well, and especially when you're taking a look at the, the difference in their height mm -hmm. for Jeff Neal to get Ian Gary down by body locks and things like that up against the cage. Mm -hmm. Not an easy thing to do. Yeah. And so Ian Gary fought a very smart fight. He fought, yeah. he fought at range. He does a very good job of keeping that distance, utilizing that little thigh kick and the push kick and all of those things is like a longer version of a jab. Very nicely mm -hmm. done. Uh, he's very quick with his lateral movement, never stays with his back against the fence or tries not to. And anytime his back foot touches that fence, he's circling out. I, he, he is, he fights a very nice technical fight. 
like I said, it's going to take someone. Fight smart. He's going to take someone who's grimy, someone who's going to just kind of do, who's going to do what, um, what Teporia kind of does. He's so technically sound. Someone's going to have to be like a Teporia who just keeps their hands up tight. Not a lot of wasted movement, moves their head a little bit offline, not too much, and counters a little bit. Every time he jabs or anytime he goes to push kick, just slips a tiny bit offline and throws the hard straight shot. It's going to be someone like that that is able to beat him or somebody who can just literally wrestle the shit out of him. You know, and if we're looking at that welterweight division, there's a ton of guys there that can do that to him. Well, there's plenty I think of there's, them. you know, there's a lot of guys there, but the, the one I'm looking at to say, hey, if you really want to look at someone that's in that position, he called out Colby. Okay. He called out Colby, you know, because he thinks he can stop Colby's wrestling. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Colby is calling out older people, and he's getting older, so <laughs> uh, probably not the greatest matchup yeah. for him right now. Sean Brady. That's a great fight. I want to see it. Yeah. I want to see it. Sean Brady looked fantastic yeah. in his last fight. I know he got injured this fight, but um, you know, I mean, would he fight his old teammate in Gilbert Burns? I mean, Gilbert. Yeah, I don't, I, Gilbert's Gilbert got he's him. got his fight coming up, right? Gilbert does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jack Della Maddalena. Yep. yep. I mean, but overall, look, I, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to a Stephen Thompson fight. No, that would be interesting. It would. It'd be great. Would you, how do you use your reach and your range against someone who is probably using their reach and their yeah. range? And he's a he's a guy that does it as good as anybody. Yeah, I mean, like how how are you going to handle it? And Stephen is, even though he's forty forty one years old, he's still got some speed on him. Ask Kevin Holland. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's there's a there's a little bit there. And then if you look at the wrestling, you know, you got Shavkat, you got Bilal, you got Kamaru. Those three guys can wrestle. Colby Covington can wrestle. Sean Brady can wrestle. I mean, you got guys in there that can wrestle. So we'll see what happens with the Jack yeah. Della Maddalena. That guy can make a huge jump if he beats Gilbert Burns. Uh, you know, it makes for some fun stuff, man. I, you know, and I'm not opposed yeah. to seeing like an Ian Gary and Kevin Holland fight either. Why not? Why not? A, if, 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 if MVP beats Kevin Holland, do we see, <laughs> do we see that an Ian Gary? Dude, that Kevin? would, that would be an interesting fight, right? That would be an interesting like, fight. But that, to, to me, that's the same as putting, you know, Stephen Thompson. That's true. Steve, Absolutely. Stephen Thompson and uh, Machado, Gary, that would be great. Or MVP and Machado. What Gary. do you do when you're facing someone who's faster than you, though? When you're that technically the, sound like that's Ian Gary's. The question. Yeah, what do you do? I mean, MVP is going to be faster than him. Yes. Yeah. But not by much. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, we're going to find out, aren't we? All right, next fight. All right, we had Marab Tavlashvili taking on Henry Cejudo. And this this is, the you know, again, it just goes to show you, hey, you let time go by and, you know, the years start to, you know, have an effect. Your ability to maintain, you know, control in a fight and the ability to stay, you know, calm and everything and not have the shots and all of the pressure get to you and wear you out, that's what you saw. Yeah. It's not. It's not that Marab is a better fighter than Henry. It's not that he's a better wrestler than Henry. Now he he had some great takedowns in there. You know, it's MMA, and Marab at least puts it all together. And the one thing that he absolutely utilizes as 
as well as anybody in any weight class, he utilizes pressure. He puts a constant. He's going to be there to fight. Doesn't doesn't mean that he's going to be there trying to wrestle you the whole time, even though that's usually what he's looking for. He'll throw hands with you. He just wants to push you. And he does. And I thought Henry fought the first round well. I thought he actually won the first round. And from that point, you know, just oxygen was the difference. One fighter had oxygen in their lungs and one was losing it. And it's a it's a nasty feeling when you're getting tired and your opponent isn't. And that's really what happened with Henry in the fight. You know, he just you know, he got out cardioed and it's not something that I think that uh he's used to because he's in good shape. Yeah, he's in good shape. He's also getting a little bit older. There's that. And then three yeah. years away from the sport makes a difference. It takes your yeah, it you take a it takes a lifetime to build up what he had built. And then to step yeah. away for three years. It's gone. It's gone. And then you gotta try to get it back. It look and to put it in even smaller uh increments for people to understand. We spend 10 weeks getting our bodies in shape. And I can tell you right now, in a weekend, I've fucked that all up. <laughs> like that it's it's true. You see these bodybuilders, yeah. these guys, they get all ripped and shredded and everything like that. And and then within a, within a couple of days, they don't even look oh, like yeah. the same person. Yep. And so to think what three years off will do to you, you know, and he was at the world class level, not just like Olympic wrestling, but two division champion and and ju- and fighting out of weight class. Like yeah. if he was younger, but he was able to press a fight. Yeah, I, I honestly believe. Had we had he stayed and just stayed at 125, we'd be having this conversation about him being better than DJ. I really believe. Because I look at all like uh, Brandon Moreno and uh, Devison Figueredo and all the ones, Pantoja, all those guys that are coming up. I think Henry Henry would have controlled them, taken them down, dominated them. I think all of those. I think he would have been able to do that for a long period of time. And after after the DJ situation, when DJ was traded away and so forth, there was no one really for Henry to fight. And that's why he went to 135 to challenge himself and had a great performance. And he kind of was the guy that started the the spiral effect of. uh, Hold on, hold on. He beat the 135 champion when he was the 125 pound champion. Yes. So. Yes. And and DJ Dillashaw. And yeah. then he goes up and he wins the the thirty five pound vacant title, correct? Because that's who he yep. fought uh, Marlon Moraes for, yep. correct? And then and then yep. he uh, then he defended it against, against Dominic, Dominic Cruz, Cruz, who was considered to be the best one hundred thirty five pound champion there was. Yep. You know, with uh, <clears throat> and so when I look at Henry, had he stayed in those three years, we could be sitting here talking about him possibly being the best fighter that ever existed. Possibly, because he if he did it at 125, he did it at 135. And how did he do it? How did he continue to do it at 135? And I guess here, if he would have stayed, would we have seen him go up to 145 and fight someone like a Volkanovsky? You know, he would have tried. He would have tried. I'm not saying it would have went his way. But I mean, that's the kind of person he is. I mean, he's already talking about if I can't beat Marab, then I probably should retire. Do you think he's going to? I don't want to see him retire. I I want to see him get more time in there inside the room, inside the cage. I want to see him get back to all the years he spent building himself up to that level. I want to see him get back to that. I mean, how old is Henry? 35, 36? 
Can you click on yeah, right at? So I think it's 36. 37. Oof. 37. He's got another good, I say he's got another year and a half. It's a, it's hard at that weight class. That weight class is the toughest weight class, I think, in the sport right now. Yeah. They've got fighters in and out of the UFC that are the top guys in the world. Patchy Mix being there. You've got uh, Rafian Stotts. You've got um, Magomed Magomedov. You've got, you know, Sergio Pettis. You've got all these guys. Are, I mean, you there's tons of guys, and then them. that weight class in in the UFC is the probably I think is the most stacked in that weight class. Right. You know, it's crazy guy, and there's guys that will like that weight class will give like Corey Sanhagen will give him problems because of the reach, the range, the knee up the middle, all those things. Yep. So, I I guess I go back to he's I don't want to say he's a blown up 135 pounder, but he should be a 25 pounder. Yeah, but he always had he had problems making one twenty five. Yeah, this is true. But the three years he away, did, he would have so. stayed in that weight class, and I think he would have been probably the most, if not the most dominant champion at that weight class, or so on. I mean, it's hard to or say because DJ un- left, and the most unhappy champion after making that weight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Uh, all right, next uh, fight. Anthony Hernandez taking on Roman Kopilov. Man, I tell you what. Let me let me Copy let me pause love. you for let me pause okay. you for a second. Go ahead. We didn't give Marab any love. Oh no, we did not. We did That's not. True. Let's give Marab some I, and love. And I want to. I want to be, look at Marab came out there and fought his ass off, and that's why he won. Because he he went out there in the first round, he lost that round, but you saw him walking back to his corner, and he knew. You know, he's he's like, yeah. And what he knew was Henry was starting to breathe hard. I'm getting to mm-hmm. him. And that was that was a big confidence builder for him. And Marab just kept doing what Marab does. And he, man, it's hard not to like Marab. It is. You got you gotta be a really nasty person not to like him because that dude is just freaking awesome. You know, I look at you know what he did, you know, people can say what they want. The whole thing when Aljamain was the champion and Marab goes, No, no, no. I'm not fighting for the champions. That's my brother. Loved you. I loved him for that. And I know that's a tough one to do, and it's especially tough one to do with UFC and Dana and the way he feels. But God, you know what? Way to go, dude. And now he's saying, "Oh, I want, I want the title," and that's the way it should be. And he's right. I like the fact that he's always calling out on on Sugar Sean. You know, they're two completely different styles, but. Could he beat Sugar Sean? Yeah. You know, could Sugar Sean beat him? Yeah. But, you know, if Marab, you know, is able to wrestle the way he does, I'll tell you what, his little single leg takedown mm-hmm. on Henry with his trip was beautifully done multiple yeah. times in that fight. Yeah, he had the one where he picked him up, put him on the shoulder and stuff. But the little trip off of the single leg was beautifully done. Just textbook. And uh, he can wrestle his ass off. And he has got exactly what you're talking about that built up gas tank and it you know it's this is not something he just has he's worked for it and he works his ass off for it and he has built himself into a goddamn cardio machine Mm -hmm. that can push harder at a higher rpm than everybody else and he uses it as a weapon and it is and it wins him fights and god bless him for it yeah, that's a little single leg snatch and snap behind. So he just snatches yep. the single and then he pulls he you a little bit through. towards you and then he steps behind and then drives into you and yep. you just trip and fall. 
It's yeah. the number one takedown I teach the young kids when I was teaching wrestling in my gyms. Just right away, just faint them a little bit, see what they do. And if they don't move, just snatch the single, pull the single leg to you, and then just take a hard back step behind them on that back foot. And they just basically lean into them and they'll fall over. Yeah. So teaching young kids how to wrestle, but Marav's got it down, man. He just took down an Olympic gold medalist. <laughs> Hello, multiple times. It's it's one of the easiest takedowns, uh, low risk, high reward type type position. So it worked out perfectly for him. He is, you hit the nail on the head, John. How do you not like him? Man. You know, um, I was I was on the fence about him because I was like, ah, his fights are not really that. Yeah, they, he has, you know, they're 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 he pushes the pace, he pushes the action, but when you break when he breaks his opponents, it becomes one sided. And then it's like, okay, yeah. but then if the finishes aren't there, then you're like, all right, you should be able to finish this guy because you broke him already. But not everyone's easy to finish. So I got to keep that in my mind. I remember these moments, you know, and yeah. you should be able to finish all these guys, but they're not, not everyone's easy to finish. He is fantastic, man. I love, I want to know if he um, does, fa if he does face uh, Sugar Sean, is he going to wear the red leather jacket out to the cage? Like, is it, <laughs> you know, are we going to see that? Um I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. I'm looking forward to seeing um, how he weapon because the way he weaponizes his cardio and his conditioning, and he's going to have to utilize his striking a little bit to close that distance against Sean. Because what you're going to see oh, yeah. is you're going to see Sean O'Malley reminds me of Ian Gary, and Ian Gary reminds me of Sean O'Malley. And so when I look at the fight that happened tonight, where Jeff Neal was trying to close that distance. Rob's going to be put in that same similar situation. He's got to step into the danger zone sometimes. Yep. As, as the same way though, that like how Aljamain Sterling had to get in there. So yeah. it's going to, that's going to, and you're basically fighting a very similar fighter of Marab and Aljo, but just a little bit different in terms of how they, they close their distance and also how they weaponize their cardio. Marab is someone who can be patient in there. Like he was tonight. I'm going to let him do his thing, but I'm going to just stay in front of him, make him work. And as the fight goes on, I'm going to slowly pick it up and I'm going to slowly pick it up. And then in the five round fight, whoo, I mean, we're going to see, man, we're going to see. Yeah. So we're going to see if Cheeto gets past uh, Sean O'Malley and we're going to see what happens. But then Marab's obviously going to be waiting in the, in the wings over there going, Hey, I'm Dude, next licking his chops. He's sitting there next and he should be because I mean, what, do me a favor, Dave. Pull up his thing. What's his win streak now? I think it's 10. <laughs> Is it 10? I mean, it's 10. way up there. I think it's 10. 10. Jesus. Yep. Yeah, he deserves it. Yep. Well, I mean, look, we all know that when you when you tell the UFC no, they get a little upset, so they make you fight somebody else. And so uh, they made him fight Peter yeah. Young. And he beat Peter, <laughs> and then he goes, okay, well, now what do we do? And they're like, okay, we'll yeah. give you Henry, because Henry called out for the fight. You know, I hope Henry doesn't retire, and I think Marab definitely deserves the next title shot. So I'm looking forward to see what happens there. But John, this fight, I'd be lying if I said I w I would be lying if I said I thought that Kapalov was going to win. But I also am very, very happy for for Fluffy. Yeah, very happy. I I was look. I, I'm being honest. I was rooting for Fluffy to win. I just like his heart. I like the way he goes into a fight. I like you know this toughness. He's sticking his tongue out. He actually flipped him off at one point. Like, what do you, if, just because you come from Northern California doesn't mean you got to act like the Diaz <laughs> brothers. But, <laughs> but you know, 
Kopilov has got a serious stand-up style. He's got power in his left hand. The kicks are hard. He's tough to take down. And, you know, this is when you talk about, hey, sometimes you got to be the nail before you're the hammer. That's exactly what, you know, Anthony was going through. He was taking big shots at times. He took a couple of big kicks, kicks to the body that you knew hurt. Yeah. And just kept coming forward and sticking with what he knew he had to do to get the fight where he could actually take over. And he had, you know, he had his moments on his feet. You know, we talked about this fight before and we said, look, in the stand-up, Kapolov is just, he's got the advantage. He's way better. And on the ground, we believe that Hernandez was way better. And it, it kind of played out that way, but Hernandez had his moments on the feet. He looked good at times. He just didn't have the the big striking moments that Kopilov did. But, man, as soon as he got it to the ground, you knew. You knew that Kopilov was in trouble. He looked, he was not comfortable, and he stopped the you know the choke on the one, but it was like, no, when, once he, he just kept on working it back and forth. And sunk in, it's beautifully done. The way he kept twitching arm to arm and the way he kept re- yep. re-attacking. And then there was a moment there where Kapalov started to kind of get up and, and Hernandez didn't have hooks. And I was like, yep. wait, what are you doing? What are you doing? And what he did was he he took his hooks out to pull him backwards. Back. So when he pulled him backwards, Kapalov lifted the chin and then that's when he re-attacked. Nicely done though. Great, great, um, great work on the on the choke. I love his little smile at the end there when he was shaking his head that he knew he had it. I thought that was pretty awesome. Uh, look, when someone has the guy, give me a little. It was almost like that that Nick Diaz, uh, or sorry, Nate Diaz oh, pose. Yeah. Exactly, on Nate when he's on the ground with a triangle. Yeah, triangle, very Absolutely. nicely done. All right, I'm going to give a couple honorable mentions here. Amanda Lemos versus Mackenzie Dern. Mackenzie Dern, look, I think she could be the future if she could freaking learn how to do some takedowns. Please, please take a judo class. Please take a wrestling class. Don't fight again until you take that. Like if there's one, but but if there's one thing uh, I'm gonna say, Mackenzie, God damn, you're tough. Yeah, you know because there, look at that one point in the second round when she got hit, and you saw her actually, the the actual shot didn't put her down. She put herself mm-hmm. down, put her hands on her face like that. I thought, oh, she's oh. she's she's bowing out of this. You know what? And something hit inside of her, and she said, no, I'm not gonna give up. Because Mike Beltran was the referee, and Mike Beltran is telling her, McKenzie, move. McKenzie, show me you want to be here. And she all of a sudden tried. Mm-hmm. And you look and you go, man, I know it's not nice to call a girl a dog. But, man, she's a dog. <laughs> she is. She is just tough as hell. You are a junkyard dog. Man, I just give you credit because, you know, I, I had you losing the first round. And there were some people that thought you won it because, you know, you were on top. No, she hurt you bad yeah. in the early parts of that. So I thought she won the third round, though. You know, she she was fought, fought yeah. her ass off. She lost the first and second, but I thought she won, she won the third. And, you know, it's, it's just spoke volumes of how tough she is mentally. All she's got to do is take time away from I everything else and work on either judo, okay, and get into the clinch, or, or her wrestling. Double legs, single legs. She's got to work on that. She has no concept on how to punch her way into the clinch. She has no concept on shooting a double leg or snatching a single. None. And I'm so surprised that her coaches keep allowing her to go in there unprepared. Well, it's, she's a, she's actually under a new uh, – if you looked at who her coaches were, she's changed over. 
she's uh now with uh like tiki goshen and paul herrera i hope it gets so, fixed though john yeah. i hope it gets well, fixed normally that's what they do is they 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 do a lot of wrestling she's so. got some talent we'll she has the talent that she got obviously showed tonight she's got heart we've seen her have heart man she's got heart she's got heart and lamos lamos has got heart because yeah, man fast. she was working her ass off fast with those kicks man those body kicks yeah, were nasty the early dude some of those early kicks whoo yeah i agree and then oh, um Min Yang Zhang, he's nasty. He's got some power. He's got a hundred, what is it, a hundred percent finishing rate? Can you pull up Dude. his record? He's got a hundred percent, I think a hundred percent finishing rate. Barrio was doing pretty good in that Look fight that. for a little bit. Round one, round yeah. one, round one. What the fuck? I know. What the That'd be like if I fought Dave that many times. That's what it would look like. <laughs> That's what it would look like. Uh, but man, he had just big shot. Bam! Lights out. Fight is over. Nicely done. And then the other fight was. there was uh, that was a big one. Scroll back. <clears throat> Barlow. Danny Barlow. God damn! Thank you very much. He's talented. Mm. He is talented because Josh Quinlan is a good fighter. Josh is a tough, uh, very talented Hawaiian fighter, and Danny Barlow with a broken arm, possibly. He said he thought his arm was broken. Put him away. Man, I'll tell you what. Danny Danny Barlow showed me a ton in that fight. That was an impressive win against a really good opponent. Yeah, I thought Quinlan, though, he was having moments in the fight, and then he just got carried away, and he started rushing in. Chin in the air, and then he got caught. Yeah, but his, eye, his eye was yeah. getting closed up a little bit. Yeah. And makes a difference in what you see. Well, well, you know, John, there's also moments when you feel like it's getting away from you and you've got to do a little extra. You do a little more yeah. and you leave yourself open more. And the more, like I had this conversation, I think about a week or two ago, I said, the more, the more you try, the more you get hit, it feels like quicksand. You're just stuck yeah. in it. It's like every time I'm, I'm going more and then I get hit more and then I try and I try harder and then I just open myself up more and I get knocked out. And you're like, damn, what was I doing? I should have just fought. <sighs> ah, well, that's going to wrap up our UFC. What is this? 296? 298 298 same thing 296 298 same thing <laughs> same thing but before we go go to wayneinmerch.com and do not forget to subscribe to our youtube channel here we also have a clips channel down there in the descriptions hit that link that'll take you over to our clips channel we will be posting a lot more stuff on our clips channel coming up um we have been posting some of our clips on here we're going to post a lot more of our clips on our clips channel get back to that as well um you guys remember this main show, the hour-long shows, will be the fight breakdowns. And anything else beyond that will be done in separate clips, ranging from anywhere to, say, 8 to 20 minutes long on the separate clips. But it will be on this channel. Okay, guys? So I want to make you, let you guys know that. We will also cut up our pieces and put them onto the Clips channel from there on out. All right. I want to thank you guys so much for continuing to support us. Subscribe to us. Hit the bell notifications. John, take us away, bud. For everyone out there, thank you. I hope you enjoyed UFC 298 the way we did. Congratulations to the new champ, Tapuria. My God, what a stud. We will see you.